Just suppose that you and your spouse have different philosophies about disciplining your children. We're going to discuss how to keep your marriage strong even when you don't see eye to eye about ways to raise the kids. I'm John Fuller in the studio with Greg and Aaron Smalley, who lead our marriage team here at Focus on the Family. And Aaron, you do a lot of marriage counseling. Uh, You see a lot of couples. How frequent is it uh, that couples have mm, strong opinions about their differences (laughs) on raising the kids? All the time, John. I'm smiling (laughs) because it it (laughs) is... I would say that this is probably, as of late, one of the top issues that I, top issues that couples are bringing to counseling. Um, You know, we have teenagers, we have young teens, we don't see eye to eye on, you know, expectations for our kids or discipline or consequences. And I think a lot of couples then feel pretty hopeless, like we can't be on the same team. And and maybe somebody's changed along the way with how they view parenting. And I think the they often are led to the place of, well, then we must not be meant for each other or we can't work this out versus going, we are different. We are going to see things different. But how do we work through this in a way that both of us matter? And we land on something that works for both of us. Mm. You know, as we have talked about before, a win-win. Yeah, look for the win-win because if somebody's feeling like, I didn't get my way, I lost yes, on that one, then yes. not the marriage loses. Yeah. 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 And so I just encourage couples to sit down with someone else, you know, especially a mentor couple or maybe, you know, um, a couple that has kids the same age and going, how have you guys worked through this? There are so many difficult issues on the table right now being a parent Yeah, between social media, um, video games, technology. Satan is so creative and how he is getting into our kids' um, space. And so it's going, we've we've got to stick together here. We're a team, and let's figure this out in a way that works for both of us. Excellent. Well, we're going to hear more now about this topic as Focus on the Family President. Jim Daly and I spoke with Ron Deal. Uh, Ron's got a ministry to blended families, and so he's offering insights about how to handle those disagreements as parents when you're in a blended family. But I think the principles are good for all of us to hear. Hey, another huge issue for step couples can be how they will parent their kids, obviously. Yeah. That's probably the number one issue if there's kids in the in the picture. I guess it's normal to have some divided loyalties, and we started talking about that last time. But that's got to break a step parent's heart. I mean, if the remarriage, you've got their, your biological children mm-hmm. and the step spouse is coming in, mm-hmm. you got these divided loyalties, you don't know how to manage... Uh, prioritization, you feel guilty. And I think moms particularly feel so guilty with their kids and the loss that they've had and the things we've talked about. Um, h- how, do you, how do you gently begin that reprioritization in a smart way, back to that word, mm-hmm. so that you know your new husband isn't feeling left out, your kids aren't feeling left out? And I'm assuming there's no perfect mark. Mm. It's just like a continuum that some right. days you're hitting it, other days you're going to miss it. You know, for a lot of couples, well, for all couples who are raising children, um, finding parental unity around any given decision is often what makes it the right decision. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a lot of gray in parenting. We all know that. But when you find unity and how we're going to move forward, now we've kind of got the right decision. 
For blended family couples, there are multiple layers around this whole parenting dynamic. And it depends on if only one adult has kids or they both have kids or maybe they've had a, a common child together. There's all kinds of different layers. Finding unity is utmost. Sorting through the layers, sorting through your preconceived notions of parenting and your philosophies of parenting, all those kinds of things that are a part of the combination and getting to how are we going to lead together? What's your role with my kids? What's my role with your kids? Um, sorting through that and, and, and moving forward is really important. I, I, let me just say this. For years, I struggled talking about the dynamics of parenting putting words on it. In, in all the previous books I've written, I've spent a lot of time fleshing this out, but I never really, I don't think I put together a plan that really helped couples walk through a process of deciding how they're going to parent together. And I think we did that in this book for the first time. That's big. It is big. So it starts with how were you parenting? How was I parenting? What did we grow up with? How have I been parenting my three kids who are now in their early 20s and late teens? And how about you and your kids that are in their early teens? And the history matters, right? Because kids are used to a certain system and expectations and you know consequences. All of that matters. And so it sort of systematically takes them through this dialogue until they get to a place of, all right, here's where we're the same, here's where we differ, here's where we got some decisions to make. Now what? Now let's figure out how we move forward. That is so important. Yeah. You know, Ron, just through life experience and observing friendships where things have happened, spouses have died, remarriage occurs, or there's a breakup in the family and there's a remarriage. W- one thing that I've seen that I'd like you to address is where uh, that stepfather, in the cases that I'm thinking of, you know, he comes in pretty, pretty spiritually disciplined person. Mm-hmm. Maybe the previous dad didn't have quite that bent. And what you see is um, kind of the reward situation. Mm-hmm. And I know you're going to mm-hmm. connect with us because you probably counseled families like this. Where as long as you're dancing to the right tune, the new stepdad is pretty happy. Mm-hmm. But if you're grieving the loss as that child of your lost parent, however that might have occurred. And you're in a funk. I mean, I, I know a teenage boy that yeah. just didn't recover well. And the stepdad, it just didn't work because he was expecting more obedience, more behavior, appropriate behavior out of that son, and it didn't happen. And it's kind of tragic to watch it happen yeah. and fall apart. And the other uh, siblings are doing well and you know, spiritually doing well. But... It, there seemed to be kind of this reward system there that was perplexing to me. So it sounds like this stepfather in this case is conditional in terms Correct. of his yeah. love. So if he starts pulling back saying, well, you're not performing, I mean, that's essentially the message. If you perform well, then you're accepted or embraced. I mean, any parent who does that is sending the wrong message about God, right? Because ultimately this is all vertical. Our parenting is horizontal on earth, but it's vertical in the hearts and minds and souls of our kids. So I would encourage that that man to say, you know, what's going on with me? What is it that I – am I feeling rejected or disrespected? And, and so that leads me to want to pull away and back up and and not really invest in you anymore. Uh, that's, that's about the stepdad. That's a journey he's got to wrestle with. There's something there in him that is leading him to feel like pulling away is the only option. I would much rather him say, no, I need to lean in. I, I, maybe – adjust my expectations of this child, but I need to tune into what that kid needs. You know, I'm thinking of the Lord leaving the 99 for the one. That's right. Keep pursuing. All of us as 
parents can make that mistake. I'm not going after that example other than it's very instructive about how we parent generally. Hey, hey Jim, here's the bottom line. Step parents have an incredible opportunity to mm. minister to the heart of their stepchildren. It doesn't mean it's an easy road. Yeah, there's a lot of question marks. But press in because I believe you're You've been positioned there. God's given you an opportunity to minister to their hearts, and and please look for ways to do that. Well, Greg, let's take what Ron was applying to blended families and uh, look at just kind of all couples benefiting from his insights. Um, How has being a parent inspired you to be a better spouse? Yeah, gosh, in so many ways. I think about when we had our first daughter, our first child, Taylor, um, I was clueless even, how, how do you even change a baby diaper? <laughs> and so I told Aaron, hey, for the first however many weeks, I, I really want to learn this, so let me change all the diapers. And so I did that, and I think it helped me to even go, whoa, there's probably other things in our marriage that maybe Aaron has felt like she's doing all of the work or you know, I'm not sharing in this particular issue within our marriage. And it just gave me a better perspective on what is true sharing of responsibilities look like. Once I took on the, the, the diaper, it just gave me insight into some of these <laughs> other things. You know, I think it's being a parent has made me a better communicator within our marriage. You know, being a parent just requires so much communication. Aaron and I have to talk through so many things, and doing that helps us to communicate better when it's, you know, a topic maybe that's involving just our marriage. Prioritization. When when we had our, our first child, Taylor, I just had started my doctoral program in in psychology. In you know, there were so many opportunities to have study groups, to be gone, class, I mean all this stuff, but because, you know, I really wanted to learn to be a good father it caused me to really choose to stay home. Well, that had an awesome benefit within my marriage. And it just, it helped me to keep good perspective on what matters most. As a matter of fact, what's interesting is I, there was a a point in time to where students gave you feedback on, on how you were doing as you're progressing through this doctoral program. And the overwhelming feedback was that you just don't seem, Greg, to, to want to engage with other students, oh. kind of come to class and leave. And, mm. and I, and I, and this was like a, 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 in front of professors and, wow. and students. And, and I said, that was the best compliment you could have given me because oh. I'm trying to do that because I have today and tomorrow to learn to be a great husband and a great dad. And I have my whole lifetime to learn to be a good psychologist. And it was kind of like everybody went, Okay. <laughs> we, we, we actually we, agree wow, with that. We accept that. Yeah. What you a know, moment. I, you know, I think too, it's it's for me, I've really had to learn empathy, compassion. Aaron, I would say that that's always come a little bit easier for you. Just Aaron's naturally gifted at that. I've had to learn to do that. And being a dad, you know, when our kids fall down or something's going on, it's so easy because they're a child. To, to really enter into that space of, oh, I'm so sorry here, just let me hold you mm. tell you it's going to be okay. Yeah. Then we'll talk about how to not run or whatever that caused you to get injured. And I think that that's helped me within my marriage think about, man, how would I show up with my kids? If my child is hurting, then you have Aaron who's hurting. 
why can't I show up with that same level of compassion? So, man, there, there's so many things about being a dad that has helped me be a better husband, not to mention just the role model. You know, I want I want my kids to notice how I treat their mom mm. because that's their blueprint for how they're going to treat their spouse yeah. someday. So, I mean, those are things that I think about. Mm-hmm. And I think, too, for us, as we headed into becoming parents, we had only been married for two years. And as people have heard our story, our first Sharon couple of years— just wouldn't leave me alone. That was the problem. <laughs> our first couple of years were pretty rough. And, you know, with managing conflict and just really connecting. And I will say that as we became parents, we actually really became good teammates. And we really learned how to navigate. But, of course, to be— I I remember when even when we found out that we were pregnant, kind of your comment to me was, okay, we've been sort of messing around here. Like Mm -hmm. we're just being stupid in the way that we're treating each other, handling Mm -hmm. certain stuff. Remember? Mm -hmm. And you're like, we got to grow up now. Yeah, it was time. I remember you saying that. No, it was time. And But it really helped us to navigate things. And we had to communicate then. And we had to manage conflict. We had to do all the things that we weren't doing well. We grew exponentially in those first couple of years of Taylor, our oldest daughter's life. I also grew spiritually incredibly because I wanted to understand what it meant to be a godly wife and a godly mom. And there was pressure now because I had this little set of eyes watching me. I would say becoming a parent changed everything individually as well as in our marriage. Hmm. Well, some great insights, and I so appreciate the way that you've taken what Ron was talking about, Ron Deal, talking specifically about blended families, and you brought it to uh, all of us, whether we're in a blended family or not. And uh, Ron is a terrific communicator. He's really devoted uh, much of his life to helping blended families, and he's got a great book, Preparing to Blend, The Couple's Guide to Becoming a Smart Step Family, which is filled with great insights. And uh, we're making that available to you for a donation to the ministry of any amount today, either a monthly pledge or a one-time gift. Uh, Be as generous as you can and request that book, Preparing to Blend, and uh, the details are in the show notes. And we also have a free download of the entire conversation with Ron Deal. Uh, We'll link over to that. Uh, It's called, Are You Ready to Remarry? Next time, Tiffany and Rick Bullman talk about how to overcome shame after an affair has been exposed. And uh, for now, on behalf of Greg and Aaron Smalley and the entire team, I'm John Fuller. Thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. Is your marriage holding on by a thread? For deep hurt, you need deep healing that only comes from the Lord. And you'll find it at a Focus on the Family Hope Restored Intensive in Michigan. Our licensed Christian counselors will help you and your spouse get to the root of your issues in just three to five days, and it works. 80% of the couples are still married two years after attending. Learn more at HopeRestored.com and talk with a trusted advisor. That's HopeRestored.com.